Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. So, I'm an uncle. Here we are. Yes, congratulations. We're back with My another episode. My sister had a baby. Oh, our phone. That's our producer. <laughs> Um, yeah, I might. So this was first of all this whole week. Yes, that's well, the best news is that I have. I'm now an uncle yes. to a baby girl named Francesca. So cute. I'm so excited. And I, you I, got to see the baby and everything. Oh yeah, I was like calling my mother like a thousand times yesterday. But I also feel like with a girl, I know how to like gift them. Because mm. boys, I'm like a baseball chewing gum. I don't. I don't know. Well, the presents don't even need to be so gendered. You get them either one, whatever. I say that, and yet I do that with my niece. I'm like, where's the pink section? Yeah. A girl's a girl. And I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck? Like, says who? Says me, the man one. What is it? Well, maybe maybe I'll just, you know, I'll send her both. I'll send her, like, Big League Chew. I remember my Mexican grandpa, who I have never met, but he reconnected with my mother when my mom was, like, 30, so he would send us gifts. Mm. And so we would get this, these, like, on my birthday, I would get gifts from Joaquin Maldonado, and he would send me Big League Chew, and it's like, yeah, if he knew me, that would, there would be a Barbie right. in this. But I, I just remember getting, like, strange letters from this Mexican man, and it was just, like, chewing gum. How come he didn't connect with your mom until, what was the story? He, he had, uh, my mom It was one of seven, but originally one of five. And then he... Um, and then they had more? Uh, well, no, he was had another family and at the same time and named all those kids the same name as my grandma's. Holy so Jesus. So he them. And so my grandma left him and then remarried a Sicilian. So when my mom was like 15, I want to say, how she like this had man just... Ha- how, only an Italian life. How but, did he have the time to have two families? Well, when you leave for six months, it's easy to have another family. <laughs> my mom had quite the childhood. But when she became an adult, her and some of her brothers and sisters found him and reconnected and, and actually reconciled. And he was honest with them and told them the truth about everything. And they, they sort of had this sort of reconciliation, but I don't think I ever met him. He's not, I don't consider him my grandpa. Cause I don't know. My grandfather is my Sicilian grandfather. He's like basically my father. And that's uh, who raised your mom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He like, he married my grandmother who already had five. They had two more and like, was like the savior God. to the family and he's blind and became a judge. Jesus Christ, man, yeah. people are complicated. What a life. Did the guy who, did the grandfather, the biological the grandfather, the biological grandfather, did he, so the other wife he had the kids with of the same name, did she just accept him? Uh, well, she was, I don't know, we don't know anything about her. All wow. I know is that when he died, my Scandal. mom and sister, her sisters went to the funeral, and then their half-brothers nice. and sisters with the same names came up to them. Wow. And they were like, oh, you're, you know, like kind of like joking, like, oh, you're, you're me, Jesus I'm the God. other Lisa. I'm the other Cindy. I'm the other Sherry. What would you do if, like, I, like I'm trying to put myself? Also, in that- I have an uncle younger than me because he kept having kids. Man, he's fucking so lots of erections. So technically, I have like a if there's like a million of us. My mom is one of seven, but she's probably one of like eighteen. Right. I've always wondered. If, I think my father. I think I might have more siblings than you, we know about. You do? I think I might. I've got a feeling. I, I wouldn't be so shocked, but you think your dad's secretly paying another woman like child support? No, definitely not. He, he's no way. He's too good about budgeting that stuff. No, he wouldn't. No, but he. But I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, he's. Uh, I, I love my dad, and I relate to him one hundred percent. But no, I mean, if there was any, one hundred percent. I think he, family. He wouldn't have another family at all. Uh, no way. But I, if he had. No, actually, I take this back as I said this. I mean, he was, uh, you know, he's he's good with women. He's really good with women. You're good with women. Uh, you know, you, you pull go- some nice trait. I fucking appreciate that. We just, I, there. I wanted to say this. 
what would you think if you, if it was like your family, like mirroring you, and then you met the other Mateo at a funeral, would your hope for them be that they are smarter and better looking than you or like a little, I want like them little, ugly and fat yeah. and stupid and yeah. all no limbs, nothing. I want yeah. like the worst. Yeah. I want That's the what worst. I was getting at, Cause and if, my mother and her yeah. sisters are very beautiful. Beautiful. And so I think the other, I think, they, I think they were not, so I think it made them feel, you know, whatever winning, winning team over here. I know. Yeah, because that's what I think about. Because sometimes I feel that my sister, like, if, it, if I went to the funeral and they're like, oh, have you met other Emma? I'd be like, we're about to see who's Emma number one and number two. And then they're like, hey, I'm Emma, the model from Harvard. I'd be like, fuck! I should have asked my, I should have asked my aunt. I don't remember if I asked my aunt Cindy about that when she was on my podcast. It's, it's probably a touchy subject, I would say. Well, remember say. you saw my, no, they, oh, they talk about it. We joke about it all really? the time. My family, literally, there's nothing you can say to wow. offend them. But didn't you say my mom, you met my mom and my aunt Cindy, you met, thought they looked nothing alike? Yes, it was so, so I did shows in Chicago. Thank you guys so much for coming out to that. I had so much fun in Chicago because of like the support of everyone that came out. It was so fun. Mateo's family came to my show Wednesday night, his cousins, everybody, Aunt Cindy, Uncle Mike, so cute, so fun to see them. And then I think it was Friday, and Mateo had told me that they were coming, so I knew, and then I like connected with them before and got to see them a little afterwards. But then on, I'm pretty sure it was Friday, afterwards, this woman was like, she, she, she was in line for the meet and greet afterwards, and then she was like, oh, I'm, like, I'm Mateo's mom. And I was like, what? What, 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 And I was like, he say he didn't tell me you were co- I was like blah, 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 blah. like I was like we gotta get you reimbursed like I, I'm like apologizing I'm like I'm sorry you even saw the show I didn't even mean I didn't know you were gonna be here like I would have let you like what are you like wow and then I was just like recalibrating because she doesn't look like your aunt Cindy and I didn't know she was gonna come mm-hmm. and then I saw your sister and then she was like yeah like we just decided to come or whatever so and then my mom has like green eyes light skin so my aunt sweet Cindy's like <laughs> Very it, dark. They don't very, look alike, but it, she it was so sweet. They I just kind of have a similar eye. Sh- like same height. They, yeah, they're both short. And she was very sweet. She was like, "That was a great show. You're so talented. Keep doing what you're doing." I said, "I appreciate that." My you sister, know? Uh, you know, because my sister listens to this podcast, um, and she's obsessed Hi, with you. Um, yes, yeah, so she had her baby yesterday, Woo! and I was so anxious the whole of day. Course. I was like pacing and like stiff, and like kept calling my mom and kept asking my mom questions and like. Waiting, and then when she went in to go, like, to have the baby, you know what I mean? The doctor walked in and stuff. I was like, well, how long does it take to have a fucking baby? Like, I felt How long does it take? Well, and this, I don't know. I have no idea. I guess it's different for everybody. Yeah, I think it's probably, like, 15 minutes to two days. Yeah, but finally she had her, and she's so beautiful and tiny. Yeah. And has, like, long black hair. Already? Yeah, my sister also had long black hair. Wow. So my sister, and I can only say this because she... That's my stomach. I was like, no, what's just that kidding. noise? The water thing. Well, when at the show, so when after um, the family left on Wednesday, I saw some people and I was like, that was on Cindy and Uncle Mike. And they were like, oh, like, oh I, I wish I would have met them. But then at the show that your mom came to, it was Friday, so there was like a bigger bigger crowd. And then there were some people where I'm like, the reason Mateo has that body is because his sister trains him. And people were like, oh, wow, look at that. Like, so that was like a fun moment because they, you know, there's like some people right there that listen to the podcast yeah. and they saw, oh, which was nice. cute. Yeah. Um, Chicago we, was so fun. Can we talk about my oh, journey s- getting here and what happened when we got here? We're in Montreal yes, we're right We're in now. Montreal. So much and so much to catch up on too because it's been a while. I was in Italy for 12 days. OMG. I was in Italy for a long time. And then to get back to Montreal was such a this is how i got and back. tell us a little bit about italy because you're in italy 
I was in Rome. You were in Rome. And I just had the, I mean. Did you was, see things you hadn't seen before? Was it exploring, vacation? Every time I go to Italy, clubbing? it's always with, the, I did go to a club. What? Um, but every time I'm in Italy, I'm always with like Italians. So I'm like, it's almost like, it's like going to New York and seeing Times Square versus going to New York and hanging with us. Right. You're going to have like a better perspective on right. stuff. Of course, I saw like the touristy, like ancient Rome and the Colosseum. And yeah, da, I'd da, almost da. rather go to Times Square if I was a tourist and like hang out, with me, hang out with me because I'd be like, okay, this is my apartment. You're yeah, going to come to my show. I'll get you I, free chicken wings. My, my friend Giovanni, his two friends uh, live in on the like right outside of the center of Rome. And so we went there and I made all everyone lunch. And it, this is nice. Italian men are so cute to make a lunch. Literally, like in America, we would order Chinese and eat, and everyone Italians. We go to the store, we get the antipasta, we get prosciutto, we get mozzarella. What is antipasta? Um, appetizer. Well, does it? Why do they call it the antipasta? Because it's saying I don't know. Because when I look at a menu, that confuses me. Because I'm like, these are the things against the pasta. Kinda. Mm-hmm. But I like, don't know. It should be supporting the pasta, like pasta support. Pro pasta. Pro pasta. <laughs> but I made us a cacio pepe. They, we went to the apartment. It was so hot. Everyone just like ripped off their shirts. So it was like Ooh. shirtless Italian men. And then they brought out the table. They put out like a tablecloth. They set everything up. Hubba, hubba. And then like we, they brought the water, the wine. And then like we all ate the pasta. And then we all napped. Like it was so Italian. Yummy. Um, but I had the best time. And then I went to Tuscany. I saw my friend Francesca. And it just, it was a good time. How do you know these Italian men? Uh, my friend Giovanni and I have been friends for a while, and then my friend Claudio and I just—I have friends. I have like a whole group of friends in Rome. Nice, that's yeah. a nice little like escape. Yeah, oh, well, it's yeah, and it's nice to have like it's a little nice. life somewhere else. It really is too, because it's so good to like just be able to like have a moment to no kind of no matter what you're doing, but anybody, it's good to just have a second where you can put things in perspective because we mm-hmm. get so fucking. I think about it with like, especially when you're staring at something that's two thousand five hundred years old. Yeah, life sort of. Yeah, you're like, you, oh, there's, there's been like a speck of dust, like. My your sister might find this like my sister when it's like having a newborn all of a sudden you're getting no sleep and like then it's like everything is seems like so magnified when you're tired too so it's like any time moment you can like pause breathe and have perspective that helps yeah because I, I feel that for me too I definitely you lived know? it up too I didn't watch my diet I didn't go to the gym I was I drinking thought you were gonna say wine I, didn't watch porn. I was putting you in me I, I didn't watch any porn good boy I don't know if I did watch porn I don't remember but I you drew a lot I and, ate a lot. And you went clubbing. We, we went to one club called The Village, and it took forever to get there. And then it was exactly like a gay club in America, just Italian. Like, like the drag queen was like, Buongiorno, eccolo, where are you from? You know. And there were go-go boys. and. Did you meet anybody? No. No. My friend Giovanni tried hitting on two guys. They were both straight. What? What were they doing there? I don't know. Well, it's like Italians are weird with like their clubs. Like there's like gay nights at places but right like there's like only very few gay clubs like there's one place called coming out next to the coliseum that's the name of the club mm-hmm. coming out co or cu co okay oh also i told you this but i think it's so funny how i think gays and lesbians are the same no matter where you're from if you're from the middle of an island to new york city yes we were sitting outside and there was like a bubble machine that like well you didn't tell me this but i agree i'm so on board i told with you last saying. night Tell me more. So I, t- I showed you a picture and everything. What? So the, you're going to remember this in a second. So there was a bubble machine that wasn't working. It was outside the gay bar. And there's like three gay Italians. Oh, yeah. Panicking. They don't know how to fix it. Like, allora, ma no, questa non funziona, ma non so che fa. And then this one lesbian Italian is like, allora lo faccio io. And so she went up on a ladder and fixed it. And these three gays were like panicking around her. Right. And she fixed the bubble machine. Right. <laughs> 
And I was like, nothing's changed. I bet she broke that machine just so she could go fix it later. No. Yes. I'll I'll show these little boys who's a man one now. I'd do it. I ate Break so the machine good. out front, and then you see if you see a cute girl walk by, go, I got it, boys. I had dinner with a woman who's like pretty famous in the culinary world. Her Ooh. name is Katie Parla. Nice. And she brought us to like a very traditional Roman trattoria that her friend Sarah How'd makes. How did she all get famous? And so she's like, she's an American who lives in Italy. She's been in Italy for 15 years and, and writes tons of books about huh. Italian food and culture. Interesting. And they yeah. accepted her into that, even though she's not native? Well, she's Italian American. Okay. The Italian, like, because I'm Italian American, Italians are very welcoming in that right. sense. They're not like the French. They're or, not like. You know, the movie Selena, where she was so worried because she's like, I don't speak Spanish and they're going to fucking hate me. Well, she speaks fluent Italian. Okay. Her Italian's like, she okay. sounds she's like she's it. from Rome. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but Italians are pretty open in that sense. Good. Like, I didn't speak English for like a week. Woo, boy. Nice. Man, a famous culinary, and I don't know the name, and I've been realizing I don't know anybody. Famous that's not a comedian. Like, I, my pop culture, I mean, yes, Danity Kane, Backstreet, DMX, G Unit. I know. You know these people? No, I don't know. I can't call them. I mean, I, no, no, I don't know them. No, what I don't. if you were a rough writer, like you were in all those posters with them, like Eve and DMX, and then there's you? It wouldn't even be rough writers. It would be like 12 year old Emma. Like, right. It would yeah, be like 12 year old little lesbian That's Emma. Why they fell apart yeah. in the back. Yeah. Barking along with DMX. He's like, you can stop now. We're good. We got, we got enough of like, that. Who is this little lesbian? <laughs> Make it end. I, uh, I don't know famous people. If you were 12 and the rough writers came to you and said, Emma, do you want to be a rough rider? Would you leave your life and do it? I would it? fucking love it. And my parents would have gotten one of those child leashes and been like, nope. And then like stopped and I would have been running and flown back. Like that's how it would have been. My parents wouldn't have been. That's like when I watched that Michael Jackson documentary, I was like, no. Be, all the razzle. Da- how and we go from the rough riders to. Because they let the kids go with him because of the celebrity and the razzle-dazzle. And I saw that documentary and I actually, I understand how being intoxicated by something and wanting to escape and all that works and like being blinded to it. But then at the same time, like you couldn't have, my parents, it could have been, the Rough Riders could have been like, like, Bentley, Beamer, we want Emma. My mom would have been like, I don't really particularly care what you, who you are, or what you do, but she's, she's 12 and that's ridiculous. And I'm, Susan Cheever and I'm coming with you know like Michael Jackson wouldn't have gotten come close she would have been like what in the all holy hell are you two talking about <laughs> yes she's entertaining but this is certainly weird <laughs> and I'm not making this up it's weird Emma's talking to Michael Jackson and everyone knows it and it's stopping today <laughs> But it happens, like, Mike. Like <laughs> well, I did want to. Mom was like, I. But I could have seen them wanting to hang out with me. I was a cool kid. I was fun. I was. <laughs> yeah, she's entertaining, but get honestly, it's weird. After a couple minutes, what are you two talking about in there? How'd you get her number? It's my number. This is a home phone. I'm listening. <laughs> Do you remember that when you would on the home phone and then like your parents would pick up or you could you'd pick up and hear your parents talking? Uh, oh, should we take a break for our ad?
long time. Oh, I'm honored. <sighs> I, <laughs> it really, it's so many, it's so layered that joke. So layered. It, it really does break down like the absurdity. I mean, it's funny on many. It's funny on one level that one, why would you be talking to Michael Jackson? Two, right. your mother, what she right. would say. Three, it it does display the absurdity of like why wh- why wouldn't any parent think that? Right. Why Interject. is my twelve year old? I'm sure you think that she's talking to an adult all the time. But right, this is truly, weird. Yeah, like this is truly bizarre. I how was did, like, I was did, a very precocious twelve year old though. Like I could have seen myself like approaching Michael Jackson. Or anybody. What? Oh my god! At oh, I oh, I had no interest in Michael Jackson as a child. Anybody that wasn't, fr- I mean, I was just like an outgoing kid, and people that weren't from rural Maine, but like anybody that was like ever like doing something. Ever since I was like cognitive of that, I would always be like kind of down to network. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd be like, like I remember there was this guy That's from funny. the Home Shopping Network, and I was visiting someone in D.C. when I was in high school. And they're like, "That's the guy from the Home Shopping Network," and I didn't know who it was. But when I walked by him, I went, "Big fan." He went, "Oh, really?" And I go, "Yeah, I want to invent something someday." And he was like, "Okay." And then we like exchanged information. Like I've always just been like a hustler. So How old were you? I wasn't that young. I mean, it was like I was in hi- high school. I was in high school. But so that's to say, like, I bet if it was someone as famous as Michael Jackson and he was in my hometown, I would have found a way to get on his radar. To get to Michael you know, Jackson. But yeah, then, but you're not a boy. So, I mean, right. So he wouldn't have been interested. But if I had been and he was. Or not boy then, present or not boy, whatever I'm trying to yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, I said to my guest who we're having on Saturday. Who's so uh, great. Who's, oh, man. Trana Wintour. Funny. Trana Wintour, and she's a trans uh, trans comedian funny and she i said to her because we were talking funny, about funny. um we were talking we were just talking about like you know all different she's types young of too how but, old is she but I, I think she's like probably 20? 25 or yeah i don't know how yeah. old she is she looks very young but i said oh emma um says that she's gender wiggly mm-hmm. and she goes i love that oh really she goes, that's a great term to coin she's like that's that's a great way to describe oh, certain good. people like just gender wiggly and i was like yeah i think it's it's like a cute, it's like the Hallmark version of, you know. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it's something, you know. It's, it's just- cute. It's a way of marketing or like, you know, like a Hello Kitty way of saying right. like, <laughs> hi, I'm not, you know, there's uh, there's layers to my gender. Right. And to, just to kind of sum it up, this is a very cute way to put it. Yeah, it's kind of like you wiggle around between there's the two, you know, it's kind. say it's a spectrum and like there's like things on each side. Then, you know, you wiggle between the two. You, you know what I mean? If you thought... So when you... But, okay. Can I pry? Can I, pry? Can I ask Anything. Yeah, always. So do you consider... What do you... Cons, like, how, okay, you're gender I wiggly. I never really like, think about it, but I do... I mean, recently, this is kind of interesting. I felt more... Some, it's, oh, by the way, thank you for taking the lead on this, because I just was almost sounded so oh. ignorant. <laughs> I almost sounded like my one of my uncles trying to be like, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's how a does a homosexual and, right. consider themselves a... Uh, I would love to see... Do you wear a dress? Oh, your uncle Mike asked questions about my that. Uncle, oh, my uncle Mike, it's so funny one time well one time we were at a restaurant and uh the bus boy came up and my uncle mike was in a rush he's always in a rush and he was screaming that he wanted to get something boxed up that's right and so not Box only are, is my aunt not only are we all you know a little mexican but my cousin megan was dating a puerto rican at the time my uncle mike is full irish and he's he started going we need this boxed up and the bus boy before we can even answer my uncle mike just goes oh no Oh no! <laughs> and my aunt Cindy's like, "Would you shut up?" <laughs> and the guy was like, "Yeah, I'll go get it boxed." 
So that just, you know. Uncle Mike. And one this, I don't know why I was so He calls boyfriends friends. Like my oh, he cousin does. Brian, like it was dating this guy. Is your friend coming over? <laughs> Brian's like, we all say to it right in front of everyone, stop saying special friend. But does he do it with, because my mom used to say friend. And then I noticed she did that with straight people too. When she, she, oh no no, he doesn't do he that. He doesn't with do shit. that. No, okay, because my mom would always say this is in college. My girlfriend Lily, longest girlfriend, which is two years, she said, "You, this is Emma's friend Lily," and I would always be like, "It's my girlfriend." It would bother me. And then when Katie had a boyfriend, she's like, "This is Katie's friend, Nick," and I was like, "Oh, you just do that." By the way, my uncle Mike is not completely open and accepting. Yeah. He's just from a generation where he doesn't know, right, what to say exactly now he does but this is like years ago it's and you know there needs to be like sensitivity and a like a learning curve because i'm like just as ignorant about the stuff but i get a little since i'm the one saying i'm gender wiggly i get a little more wiggle room with saying the stuff because i'm like also but i'm also just confused about yeah (laughs) um so okay go on you continue before i interrupt but i never really think about i don't think about it that much except for sometimes i feel really uncomfortable when i have to go into like like more feminine casting auditions but that's probably because i just don't want to get presented like that and someone will be like but it's acting and i'm like ah, it doesn't feel quite right but it really depends on who i'm with because now that i'm dating someone who's like a lesbian but hello she, she i'm ma- right here <laughs> i here came here is. on the podcast today to, to say bring much. me my water i'm just um, thank I, you i really enjoy emma we have a lot of fun it makes she makes me feel more comfortable she may, lets me feel like definitely the man one and i get to use like a strap on all I want, all that stuff. And then I don't know. She makes me recently. So, I feel very in the of, middle outside of auditioning. You don't like being presented female in any way. No, I don't. Now I don't mind it. It kind of, that's why it's like wiggly. Like I like, I feel just like kind of like comfortable with who I am. And like recently I've been like cr- getting like clothes that fit better that are like, cause I always used to be like, I want men's clothes, but now like, I'm like, well, women's clothes, women, like a woman's small shirt is what fits me. And I want the clothes right. to fit. So I feel okay about that. But then I got a men's small sweater and I said it was a men's sweater like to anyone that would listen. They'd be like, see, I like that sweater. I'm like, it's a men's sweater. It's a men's sweater. It's a men's sweater. But see, I, I also, because, you know, I consider myself a male, but I have a lot of female energy. Like I, You think? I, yeah. I think that's, a, especially in relationships. I yes. Have, I, I'm you're very, the girl. Yeah. very sensitive. Very, um, I, there's, there's, a, there's an, like. If you're you the girl just, in the relationship. A hundred percent. Well, I don't know if I would label it a girl because I don't. However you want, I don't label the same way, but I would just say in terms of like how we classify male and feminine, female energy, like my foot's in both worlds. Right. You know, like I'm not a super masculine gay, but I'm not like a super like, you know, I'm not a butterfly either. Right. I'm somewhere in in the middle and I don't get shamed if I present either way, you know? So like if I, if I look gay or actively feminine, like I don't, none of that bothers me. And it's interesting too, because I wonder if that's why, because straight men feel so comfortable around Mateo and I think it's because you're funny you're friendly you put yourself out there but you don't force it at all like because sometimes I think when and that it's not necessarily on the gay person but I think I've noticed sometimes like queer people if we feel sometimes if they feel uncomfortable a way to a make themselves straight, feel more comfortable they'll almost like a lot of straight men are very like get physically comfortable with me too mm-hmm. not in an inappropriate way but like I noticed that like I have noticed that there are like sometimes they can be. I'm not going to compare myself to other people, but with me, there's a very. I feel like like Krista Stefano is a perfect example. Like he's not, but he's also so comfortable in himself. Right. He's not threatened at all, but like he'll like give me a kiss on the cheek or hug right. or this or that. Like it, it's a very um, comics. I don't know. I feel yeah. I feel very comfortable. I don't and know. they'll also say I've had male comics, very straight ones, say, "Oh, Mateo's hot." Like. 
some of them will say, oh, like, look at his body. Like, he works out a lot. Or some of them will be like, she's hot. Or some of them will be like, I'd fuck him. Which is so interesting because you aren't, like, insanely feminine. Like, you are feminine, but it's not like you're, like, like, the mo- like it, it, it's interesting. But they are, like, attracted to you. But that goes to show that sometimes attraction, if you open your mind up, really can transcend this stuff. Yeah, I think a lot of it's just energy. Right. Someone asked me, oh, would you ever date someone who's trans? I was like, of course. Yeah, I say yes to that as well. I wouldn't, what would be the... Right. I, I, and I'm not even saying to be like, I'm so PC and open, but I I truly don't see it. I, used to I don't have... know how it would be an issue, but I'm so picky when it comes to dating anyways that right. like, you know, it, it has almost nothing to do with I used to sex with a girl who was male to female I've probably done that more than just in this case but with this person and we had so much fun sexting she was great we would even send some like pictures and all that stuff and then I remember and I want full sensitivity when I'm saying this I'm just saying it from my own experience how I reacted in the moment but she was like you know like I'm like I'm about to come for you blah 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 and then she's like you want to see my pussy and I was like of course like whatever I thought it was going to be like I didn't think I thought it was because, you know, like sometimes if you're sexting with they could be like an ass pussy, like, you know, like I thought it was just going to be like, yeah, like that's what I was expecting, which either would have been or, you know, what call whatever you want to say, whatever. So, you know, and we were like sexting and it was fun. And uh, but then she sent me a picture of her pussy, which was um, pre op. So it was like what I've identified in the past as a penis. And I went, wow, you navigated that. So well, thank you. But because I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, even though I like them in the porn, I like thinking of it as me with them mm-hmm. going. I'm the one with that. So then, when I saw that, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I had a hard time with that after that. So that was hard for me. I also think it's fair to say, look, people, we're all, every day is a learning experience. Yeah. And so we're not experts on everything. Because everything about so, it else so, I liked. Of course. Well, look, there's not, we can't be expected to know everything in every situation at all times. That's one of the problems with like social media today is like <laughs> people are just expected to know everything. And it's like, this is also, a, yeah. a, there's something about learning. So, totally. you know, we learn what we do and what we don't like, or we learn what we are, aren't interested in and I, everything. But also things change. Like the mm. things that I was, I'm into today are not what I was into five years ago or five years before that. Right. Because your sexuality matures and the, and humanity it's it's a much smaller window than we thought before it's not totally. this huge vast weird world it's like oh at the end of the day it really does just come down to like what kind of person are you and do it is that energy something that i'm sexually attracted to 100 percent, yeah because i and i i'm not it's not even to say like in person maybe that wouldn't have been such a thing because like the energy of everything we were doing maybe i would have been like totally fine with that i don't know but like in the text i remember being like huh i wonder how that would play out in person but well now you know i mean now if i know you, if presented again and of course in person but look it, again we change we evolve we yeah that's the world we live in you know i was talking to andrew schultz yesterday we did the radio show together and then we went out, we went out to he's breakfast. a comedian funny guy very controversial, I think. Yeah, really um, has Mateo and I have increasingly become really into Andrew. Yeah, well, I've known Andrew since we were on Guy Code together. That, can I just say I've something real quick? Them. I think it's so funny that like the way comics are almost viewed like superheroes. In a weird, really? Here, let me explain. Not superheroes as we're saving the world, but in like the X-Men with like different mutant powers. Mm. And so sometimes you see like 
like such comic could be like a magneto one comic could be like a storm and you don't see them sitting together chatting oh i see what, yeah so yeah. it's some so sometimes people from the outside would see like why would mateo lane and andrew schultz be getting breakfast together right but i've known andrew for so long we were on guy code together we have a history there it'd and, be like if you some saw like the postman with the garbage man and you're like what and it's like well we live in the same block that was a bad example and yeah like, i like the, the x-men yeah one that more. was a better example because i think comics yeah, right. are 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 we all it's not a superpower but each comic we we're like a mutant right so there is a, a superpower but each mm. one is sort of manifested differently so like one controls metal and one controls the weather right but they're both mutants. and you still train together too. this I, isn't my brain my brain is ridiculous anyway so it, we were at breakfast sense. and we were chatting and um we were talking about everything that happened with dina hashim this week and yes. central so oh my god we should talk about that but um uh, he said something really poignant to me where he said and so i'm Andrew, sorry if I'm saying this and, you know, you wanted to save it for something else, but he's like, it's people have, people are less religious, but they, these days, but they've taken on a lot of characteristics from these religions. Wow. And it's interesting that the things that we are keeping are the shame, the judgment, sure. and the guilt, not the openness, forgiveness, and, right. you know, and humanity. What's the mass consumer mentality of like going with a knee jerk reaction than like contemplating and really thinking about something, which is kind of a human condition thing, which I think the good aspects of religion appeal to that in a way where you don't give in to that. You try to right. appeal to the best. And but you're this trying is not to that. appeal to I'll better myself mm -hmm. and I will forgive my brother and I'll, da, 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 you know. But we kind of don't, we didn't take, we're cherry picked the bad parts of religion and as a society have just pushed forward with like, everything seems very judgmental right now. Well, they, so this is, I, I when you said that about the X-Men, it made me think of a, it was David Spade years ago, I remember reading this article where he was like saying that they always asked him if he had ever met, they'd be like, oh, you, how do you and Rosie O'Donnell know each other? And he was like, he was like, we were comics like we're not all developing on an island he was like we, and i remembered in the interview he said we used to wait out we wait in the line to do five minutes at catch a rising star together back in the day and he's like so you meet each other like in the line and at the open mic you know what i mean like i right. remember meeting michael che who's on snl now in line at an open mic with namish and jared freed and like all these chris or even andrew i didn't meet andrew at an open mic i remember seeing him at this room this tiny room in new york so it's like you see each other around, and then like when you we all go our separate ways, it's like disseminate. What's decimated? Decimated something where it's like you all go all dispersed. your dispersed, dispersed. Yeah. So it is, but it. I remember when he when David Spade when I read that I was like, huh? You were in line with Rosie O'Donnell? What the fuck yeah. were you guys doing? But there's but, a, there, and there's a lot of comics where their material I don't. It's not for me, but I know them. I know I. They're a comic. They're working. Right. They're punching in. They're working. They're doing their thing. And so there's like a there's a kind of camaraderie between sure. comedians in that sense. If it's where, worked out and original and funny and you're articulating yourself and you're trying, I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. And look, that. I don't I don't agree with what everyone says and but I don't agree with everything my mother says. I don't agree I, with everything I say. <laughs> you know? Seriously. Yeah. You know? We didn't even talk about how we got sick this week. We didn't talk about how we got sick or dating stuff. We can save some stuff for our live show. Did I show. say how I got here? How I traveled here? No. I started I asking talk... about Italy, so we'll do that. Oh, okay. So And we'll have plenty juiced up and left over for our show on Saturday, which since this comes out today or Friday, if you're in or anywhere near Montreal, you can come to our show yeah. at this the comes Double out today. Tree. It comes out today. We're recording so today, it comes out today. When it comes out and oh hello, hi guys, how you doing? Come to our show Saturday in Montreal. We should promote that probably. Don't promote our show? No, we should promote that. We should. I just thought about it right now. Yeah. Maybe we can get DMX to do it. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I'll call him. Um, so it's to okay get now, to Montreal, I flew from <laughs> Rome, Rome to Barcelona, Barcelona to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to JFK. Why? JFK went through customs, got in a cab, drove to LaGuardia, LaGuardia through customs, came to Montreal. So and then I got why? the flu. That's what I'm trying to understand. There was bad weather and flights got shifted. And so for some reason, the only flight that could get me into Montreal on time was through LaGuardia. And they had to switch around a bunch of flights in order for me to get back. And so I was like, well, I guess it's I got to do it. So I literally it was first of all, it was so complicated because everything was so many cities. I can't even comprehend it. I know. Like, I don't even understand how you were going up and going down and going up. I mean, the most stressful was Barcelona to Amsterdam because all my tickets were booked through KLM, which is like a partnership with Delta. So I couldn't get any of the, 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 uh, boarding passes on my phone. Happened to me with Air Canada. It was so fucking frustrating because, and and I never bitch anyone. I called Delta and I was, I, I didn't yell, but I was basically like, this is ridiculous. But why did they make you go to so many different cities? Because that was the only way for me to get back. Because last minute, switching all this stuff up, uh, like if you want to get back to Montreal in time. So you would go up Because they were like, land? we could fly you back to JFK tomorrow. And I was like, no, I have no, no. a show. Right. I can't. I need to right. get, you know. So that was on me too. I guess I could have just flown and missed our show. You could have. But it was good you made it. Mm-hmm. And Mateo came in and he was saying all these cities and he was like. And how did I look? Be honest. I'll tell you, I'll be 100% honest. I could tell you were tired only because, uh, I don't know if I would have noticed that if you hadn't said it, but the only reason I could tell you're tired is your skin looked dry. Yeah, and my eyes looked, you said around my eyes I looked That's dead. where it dry, your skin looked yeah. dry. So you looked, you, it just looked like your skin was dry. I was like dizzy on stage. And he opened, like every time you meet someone, he's like, I'm sorry if I seem short, I'm really tired. But you, other than that, you didn't seem short. I always lead with that. I'm like, I'm just I, cause, in case. Cause I'm like, I know I'm being short right now. There's a lot of people trying to help me. So I will right. just open and be like, I just flew from five countries in about 20 hours to get here. Please forgive me. If I'm not giving you my 100%. Attention. Did you get so many fucking frequent flyer miles from that? Mm. Holler. Oh. 23,000. Are you miles. kidding me? Hold on. Give me those miles. Let me look. You got 23,000 miles. 23, no, you th- didn't. Yes. I, ma- yes, ma'am. In one day. Yes. No, ma'am. you didn't. I will show you right now. That is impossible. And that I'm is flying, so I'm almost uh, what you would call a it. flight from New York to LA is uh, for me the way it is in United. It's I think it's two thousand seven hundred miles. So for, to get twenty three thousand miles, twenty three thousand miles. Hold on. OMG. Can you imagine? No. I'm so I fucking love miles. I just want miles and miles. I want like all. You know what I mean? Like I love airline points. I want to have the points. I'm into it. Whenever I there do something, go. I get in. Barcelona, Amsterdam, JFK. Read oh how many miles. Oh, my God. 23,508 miles? Mm-hmm. It's like I flew you to Australia. You dirty bitch. Uh, that's the only thing keeping me alive is that I was like, I'm gonna be dying. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll never talk to my family again. <laughs> That's so I didn't know about any of this stuff, but when you fly a lot, the airlines have different like tiers of like however much you fly. Oh, Diamond is the 
top. Yep, and then in United, it's called 1K, and those 1K motherfuckers. I'm going to be a 1 fucking K. You, that's what Diamond is on Delta. The 1K people, I bet Delta has it too. You get your own line. It goes before first class. They go, you know, yes. disabled people, children, 1K members. Yep. First class, they priority boarding. military, people who need pre-boarding, and then Diamond Woo! status. Because I'm... Our Diamond the, Medallion. Diamond Medallion. See, because that... Delta, I, you better fucking give me something. I promote the fuck out of How close you. are you to that Diamond status? I am, like... Three more flights. Oh away. my god! Because I'm. Like, I have to go from here back to Montreal or back to New York, then New York straight to Tampa. Oh, you're gonna be in Tampa, Florida, the first to the fourth. I'm performing in Tampa. Please come, come out. see me. Uh, and then I go to Chicago to see my sister, and I'm seeing Barbara Streisand. No, you're not. At Ma- yes, I am at the United Are you Center. I'm me? seeing Barbara with my aunt Cindy. We're going to see Barbara Streisand. Wait, where is that at? United Center in Chicago. OMG work where would you rank chicago in your fa- of cities of favorite cities to do comedy because it's for me it might be my i would I, say number two what's number one new york oh okay because for me right now i the the love from chicago oh my god you guys just thank you so much well that was all my family and the, all the, 800 of them went out. to see you and then also i love portland oregon i need to go to portland and, and my friend william lives there and i need to go to perform in Portland. I don't know. What, what clubs are there? I should ask my agent. When to I did Portland. Portland, Oregon, I did it. It was part of a festival. And then I did. Do they have clubs there? Yeah. They, I, and then I opened for, I remember it was when I was with Louie. And then I opened for him. And then um, Dan Soder was in town. And he gave me. I love Dan Soder. He's a comic. Really funny comic. He gave me and Joe List like guest spots on his show. Oh. Yeah. Which was nice. That's Seven. nice. Yeah. And I don't remember if Louie came with us to that. I don't remember. It was interesting. I think too. he did because he said you couldn't get in because they that didn't was believe. after that. We that a, uh, at a bar show. At a bar show where the bouncer was like, "I need you." Not, I don't know who you are. You're with Madonna, right? And Louis C.K. was standing there, and he was like, "Uh," and he was like, "You, you need an ID," and he was like, "Yeah." And we all stood there like waiting for it to click, and the guy was like, "So." I can't believe how sick we were this week. We were yeah, so, so sick. So I then, got sick the day the, the the next day. I was like, "Ooh, something's a little off." And then the next day, I got here and I was like sick. And I had to go to the doctor. And then Emma, that same day, was like, my back is starting to hurt. Yep. So this is what it... We got sick at the same time. Mm-hmm. I refuse to believe I got you sick. I know. He's promoting that it did not... He, but it, whatever it, it was... It wasn't me. It was... So... Mateo, the day after we recorded, I was like, I'm losing my voice. But I thought it was weird because we um, had only, I only did half an hour that night. So I was like, that's strange. And then the next night, Mateo was like, I think the mic was low. So we were yelling and it was low. So they fixed that. I felt better. And then I was like, I think I slept until I I slept fucking late. And then I was like, I don't feel good. And then the next day I was so goddamn damn sick yep. and I thought I had the flu we went to a I went to a doctor I, look I went to the doctor he told me I did have the flu right he was like I, I don't know why I'm talking like Wendy Williams but I went to my doctor <laughs> and he said you have the flu we did, so I went home we went we did an interview this morning with um Nicole, oh we should we take a Nicole, break real quick yes we're gonna take a break We are back. So we did we did Sashir Zameda and Nicole Byers podcast. Yes. So what's so funny is that their show is called Best Friends. Yes. So they have best friends on the show. 
I, I have, like you said, like a small, when you become an adult, you have a small group of people yeah, around you. Totally. So now my group of like my best friends are like Nicole, Sashir, you, Evan, and then like Bob, Monet, Nick, and Patty and Taylor. And what about best friend from home? Um, best friends. Well, it's all my cousins. Right. See, I put my, fr- I, I would say my. John and Jesse. John and Jesse. And Chuck, Sophia, Carrie, and Anais. Yes. Those are my friends. Right home. when Mateo and I sat down, they, or right after we were talking for a little bit, they were like. So you guys, this you, you guys are best friends, and we both went, ah! but that's only because we never. Maybe, I guess we never addressed our friendship. But also, you know, maybe we're both people with commitment issues. We don't go best friend, period. Because they were like, we hate each other. Well, they, well, because also <laughs> they, because they were like each to each other. They were like, you're my best friend. You're my best friend. And then they were basically but, like, aren't you best friends? Right. And then we were like, we're in an open relationship. Yeah, because, we kind of were like, it's complicated. But, that, but that's how it is. I have a couple best friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would consider you friend. one of my best yeah, friends. Yeah, I consider you one of my best friends. Absolutely. Can I say why I think we work? Sure. I think we work because we don't take anything personal. We've never harbored any feelings against each other, which is like that's something I'm noticing now in my life. I'm I'm letting the people out of my life who don't address things to me right away, or if who you harbor do, these feelings. T- yeah. Keep going. Oh, so I've we don't. I think we're very like. And we're very business oriented. And so for us, we both enjoy that aspect of our lives. And it's not like a, it's it, all it does is like encourage the other one to keep working harder. And so sure. I think we're good for each other that way. Yeah. I, and I also think I was thinking about this. I remember there was a moment we were at a comedy club that really solidified this to me where, you know, like it is really nice having someone who is in these mainstream settings that is like pushing for it. Like, you know, if anyone says, like, I'm like, the one thing I can say about myself is like, like, I'm a good network. I'm a hard worker. Like, I'm entertaining, but like, so much of it comes down to like, the work with it. So someone who is as hard a worker as I am, and I feel, you know, I don't say good stuff about myself a lot. And that can be good or bad. It could be like workaholic or whatever it is. But like, as hard a worker as I am, maybe even more so in some ways, like, that like is also gay in these rooms where it's just like nice, you know, like I'll be at clubs and then it's like, Oh, straight people, straight people everywhere. Or at least people that aren't out Mateo nice with the straight people. Ah, ah, it's just nice. Yeah. It's like you know, a relief. It's, re- it's like a relief and it's really nice. And I, again, I do feel like it's very, nice. I don't ever feel different around comedians, but when there is another gay person or sure. queer person, there is a big sigh of relief. I'm and like, oh, a lot hey. of them can be also, I think we're both people that where it's like, you know, I try to like get in where I fit in and like bring people up with me too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be secure enough where it's like, okay, we're, we're doing our own thing and like go up together and, uh, don't like, you know, you don't create, we cr- cultivate that space, which is like, you know, which is like, really nice plus it's you want to be around people that also like inspire you too like there's been like me even like going to the gym and stuff sometimes i'll be like seeing someone like my friend mike him not drinking and even though he he's gone back and forth with it i've gone back and forth with it but like a steady commitment to like trying and then your steady commitment to working on fitness like it's like oh yeah you see it as a real life daily thing it's a daily thing mateo gets his chicken he goes to the grocery store when he gets into a place it's like oh that's how you do that that inspires me you know? Yeah, my sister taught me how to do all, all It's all that. about the chicken. It's all, all, all about the chicken. What the hell would you eat if you were a vegetarian? Uh, a lot of pasta with red sauce. But that wouldn't be good. Well, I eat pasta every day anyways. 
Every day. Almost. Well, in Italy, I ate it twice a day. Really? I didn't gain a pound. Whoa. But it's also, you're walking, I think we walked 11,000 steps or something. 20,000 steps. We, we, we walk about nine miles a day in Rome. Holy we Jesus. Were, we walked the whole city multiple times. Like night, morning, like your legs are exhausted. Good for you. So you're actually just like burning the past right off. Also, the way they make food there is completely different than they make it here. How the hell do they make it? Well, nothing's like chemical or processed or Ugh, it's I all ate McDonald's fresh. last night. I mean, their Too pasta nice. is no. literally flour from a farm 15 miles away. Right. And uh, water and a couple of eggs. Wow. Talk. And then it's tomato sauce. And the tomatoes are so rich there. It's just the tomatoes. Right. Maybe a little salt and basil. Hmm. It's not like sugar and chemicals and preservatives and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like fresh. Man. Sounds fucking delicious. I think the percentage of overweight people in Italy is 6 to 8%. God, that's going to suck if you're one and of them. here it's like 45 to 50. Because some people have fucking... You know, people eat for emotional reasons. That's like a different thing than self-control. Because if you have like... if, it, if proportions are smaller there. there. Right. A bowl of pasta is the size of your fist. Right. And you eat slowly. So you have a three-course meal and you sort of eat everything like an appropriate... It's like a nice balance And of you food. take a minute. Yeah, you, you take time between di- meals and digest and they have... Um, uh, uh, digestivo afterwards, like something that helps you digest. And, what is that? Uh, like different types of like liquor or something that helps your huh. body p- process the food. And then they do passeggiate, so they walk after they eat. They walk. They also eat late. They eat like ten. That's o'clock. gotta be so interesting if you are someone. Maybe they have less people that cultivate food as a. Because I know for me, when I was had my food in Italy is, stuff, it was I associated food with comfort. Well, I think people. Do, I mean, there's definitely but, overweight people in Italy, but. They look at food very differently than we do. We look at it as fuel and moving on. They look at it as this is a part of our day and our life. Oh, see, I didn't used to look at it as fuel moving on. When I had a problem with food, I looked at it. And you can still look at food as comfort where it's not an unhealthy thing. Well, I think generally speaking, Yeah, generally. Right. You're like, they're just like, let me get this in to get this out. They keep it moving. They don't know where it's from. They don't enjoy it. They don't care. They're just on the go, run. And Italians really cultivated a culture of food where the food is a huge part of your day. Right. So it's not, I mean, the breakfast is the least important. It's like a croissant coffee and then lunch is very big. And they sit down and eat it. Yeah. Right. They're not like, like walk into the train or like Unless going to the drive through like Pizza d'Italia, which is like pizza by the slice, mm. but eating every night and with the, you know, it's a big, right. it's a very important thing. With utensils <laughs> and doing the dishes <laughs> and like all that shit. Um, this is a really good episode. Yeah, it's we so covered much fun. a lot. And we're going to be, it's going to be fun being live with Trana. I don't know. I know we don't like to like do too much of like a deep, we like to keep, not get someone's biography, but I don't know anything about her. She's phenomenal. And she's one of my dearest, dearest friends. So I should I, I can, so I'm going to ask some questions about her background. Like not like I just like where she grew up. I don't know one thing. She grew up here in Montreal. Yeah, oh. of course you guys for anything. I think she she's was very funny. Open. She's got jokes. Oh, she's funny. Yeah, she's, she's funny. Very funny. It's interesting because there's been time I've seen, you know, you take, you want to take out, there's a lot of times where like you can see someone a billion times. Then after a while, you're like, Oh, they've got really funny or whatever. I saw two minutes of her and I was like, look, she's funny right now. People will say, Oh, you don't want to go to New York or LA until you're like developed and ha- so, or go to LA until you're developed. And I was like, that's what they mean because someone can then be like, boom, she's funny right now. She's not going to have to like prove anything in my brain from yep. here on out. I'm like, well, she knows what she's doing. Yep. She's like one of these comics you watch on stage and you're like, oh, I feel confident. Like right. I'm confident in her. I, I feel relaxed. I literally thought she was a famous person from watching her comedy. here. She's really well known here. Really? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go to her new faces show Friday. What time is it at? I think seven. I'll try to go too. Okay. I think that's Thank it. Thank you guys. Make sure you come see me in Tampa August 
1st to the 4th at the Tampa Improv. You can get tickets at the Tampa Improv.com or you can go to my website, MateoLankComedy.com. Yes. 